Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 14 of Hunter Biden's business associates met with Joe Biden despite the presidential denial. The National Review has come out with this new headline. And Yahoo News has put it out there because they realize this is a big deal, which goes back to the conspiracy aspect of this. This is nothing. There's no way that this isn't done without his involvement. At least 14 of Hunter Biden business associates met with Joe Biden while he was the vice president in the Obama administration, directly contradicting the president's claims that he had no knowledge of his son's foreign business dealings. Yahoo News is now reporting. Records show that Joe Biden met with his son's business associates from the U.S., Mexico, Ukraine, China, and Kazakhstan during his vice presidency, according to the new reports. The president has repeatedly denied having any knowledge of his son's overseas business dealings. That's a lie. So let's go through, through some of these meetings. In February of 2014, two of Hunter Biden's business associates from Mexico visited the White House to talk about business. Joe Biden was even captured on camera giving them a tour of the White House Brady Press Briefing Room, according to new pictures that have, been, that have surfaced from Fox News Channel. Hunter Biden, Texas father, official, father's official photographer two months later, asking for those pictures according to the emails reviewed by the outlet. 
Do you have pictures from the lunch I had in dad's office? I think on 226. He then names the two Mexican associates that he was working with on a business deal. He says to the photographer, official White House photographer for Joe Biden at the time, if so, let me know and I can send someone to pick them up. Thanks, he says. How's Kiev? Hunter Biden wrote to the photographer, David Lineman in April of 2014 because he knew he was in Kiev. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. And if you have not looked at gold and silver as a way to protect your hard-earned dollars against what's happening on Wall Street with inflation, it's time for you to call them and get the free investor's guide. Why? Because so many around the world are now using gold and silver, and historically they have for decades as a protection, a hedge against inflation, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. If you're terrified to look at your retirement account, your 401k statement because of what's happening on Wall Street, that's all the more reason why you should call and get the investor's guide in gold and silver. Protect your hard-earned money and diversify. Call them and get the free investor's guide from Legacy Precious Metals. 1-866-751-2218. 1-866-751-2218 or online at Now, emails from more than a year later indicate that Hunter Biden arranged for a meeting on October the 30th, 2015, between his father and his business associates. In fact, one of the business associates is Mexican billionaire Carlos Slim. That has now been confirmed. Weeks after the meeting, the Bidens met with Carlos Slim, as well as two other business associates in Mexico, along with Hunter Biden's business associate, Jeff Cooper. Where do they all meet? At the vice president's residence. We have pictures confirming that meeting reported by the Daily Mail. Months later, Hunter Biden wrote an email saying he has flown to Mexico City with Cooper with his father to attend a meeting with the men and then Mexican President Pinier. Quote, we are arriving late tonight on Air Force Two to Mexico City. We will be there for Thursday. I'm attending meetings with President with somebody's dad, Jeff Cooper is with me, and we will be and will be with us all day. That's what Hunter wrote on February the twenty fourth, two thousand sixteen, according to these new emails that have been unearthed. The first son also expressed apparent anger with one of the business associates over him going silent on their business dealings despite being introduced to his father, Joe Biden. Quote I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the blanking White House, dropping the F-bomb, and the vice president's house, and the inauguration, and then you go completely silent. That's what Hunter wrote, saying, basically, you better show up for these meetings in Mexico. I don't know what it is that I did, but I think, but, but I'd like to know why I've delivered on every single thing you've ever asked And you make me feel like I've done something to offend you, Hunter added. Well, guess what? Records indicate that Joe Biden was also meant to meet with Eric Swearin, one of his son's business associates all the way back in 2012, and and a host of associates from Ukraine and 
from Russia in 2015, including the Burisma executive, as well as the Moscow mayor and his wife. They are Russian billionaire oligarchs. Former Kazakhstan prime minister, as well as oligarchs from Kazakhstan, were also seen pictured at the same dinner as the Eastern European associates all mingled together to get some deals done with the president or then the vice president. The location of this meeting and the date are still unverified, but the pictures prove all of these shady actors were in the room with Hunter Biden and his father. In 2013, we also now know confirmed that Hunter Biden arranged for a brief handshake between his father and his Chinese business partner who had highest level ties to the Communist Party in China, Jonathan Lee. We also now have confirmation in 2014 that Latin American business partner emailed the first son saying, quote, Hunter, I just met your father. So exciting. Francis Pearson, help me. Thanks. Hope to see you soon. Records further indicate now that Joe Biden met with a host of his son's U.S. business associates in the White House during dinner parties, as well as golfing while he was vice president, according to the new records. Biden and senior White House officials have repeatedly denied that Joe Biden has any involvement in or ever or even acknowledge even knowledge of his son's foreign business dealings. That is all a lie. A federal grand jury investigating into Hunter Biden's alleged tax violations and dubious foreign dealings has reportedly reached its final stage, but now we're being told they are looking into a conspiracy. Well, it's pretty obvious why. When you got 14 of Hunter Biden's business associates doing deals with the president or doing deals with Hunter Biden, only reason why is because they meet with Joe Biden and the president denies it. There is your conspiracy. We also have confirmation, as I mentioned earlier, that the big guy is Joe Biden. So all of this put together tells you that this is a clear conspiracy to sell out the United States of America. Now, I promised you earlier I was going to give you a quick recap of what's going on with the economy going to recession, the White House lying about us going to recession, and I'm going to do that in a moment, but we have some new breaking news, and that is this. Apparently, the U.S., because they need a victory so badly right now, has now just offered Russia a deal, the White House offering a deal to free Brittany Griner, the WNBA player. The United States, quote, has reportedly offered the Russian government a deal to free two imprisoned Americans, one being the WNBA star Brittany Griner and a corporate security executive, Paul Whelan. Though details of the offered deal remain scant at this juncture, a source close to the White House told the Associated Press the United States offered the Kremlin convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Bout in exchange for the two Americans. In April, the U.S. successfully swapped a convicted Russian pilot in exchange for a a imprisoned Marine veteran, Trevor Reed. We put a substantial proposal on the table weeks ago to facilitate their release. Our governments have communicated repeatedly and directly on the proposal. And I'll use the conversation to follow up personally, and I hope to move us towards a resolution. That is what the... Secretary of State Blinken said a moment ago, John Kirby, 
The White House National Security spokesman told reporters that President Joe Biden personally signed off on the deal to free Griner, as well as Whelan, saying the president and his team are willing to take extraordinary steps to bring them home. This is how desperate, by the way, this White House is to have a victory right now. The economy's in shambles. We're going into, or actually, we're already in a recession. The second quarter numbers make it clear that we are in a recession. The White House needs a win, so now they're trading Russians, Russian bad guys, for American citizens so they can say, look, we did something right. Quote, we believe it's important for the American people to know how hard President Biden is working to get Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan home. The last known public correspondence between the U.S. Secretary of State Blinken and the Russian Foreign Minister, Sergei Lavrov, occurred on February the 22nd before Russian President Putin invaded Ukraine. Blinken said his recent request to speak with Lavrov stemmed from both the desire to free the prisoners a U.N. broker deal to free multiple tons of Ukrainian grain from storage. He also said he wanted to warn Russia about the dangers of possible Russian attempts to annex portions of eastern and southern Ukraine. There is utility to conveying clear, direct messages to the Russians on key principles for us, Anthony Blinken said. What we're seeing and hearing around the world is a desperate need for the foods the desperate needs for prices to de- decrease, quote unquote. Now, Griner has been in prison in Russia since February after authorities arrested her for having a vape car- cartridge infused with CBD in her luggage. She has since pled guilty to possession of an illegal drug and has pleaded with the Biden administration to help with her release. This is the same player, by the way, that said that the national anthem should not be played at, M- at WNBA games and also kneeled when the anthem was being played. But now she loves America. In recent weeks, by the way, the Biden administration has taken considerable heat for allegedly not doing enough to negotiate her release. And now they need a win. This after Brittany Griner's wife said, quote, unquote, it is very disheartening that she still has not heard back from the White House after Brittany penned a handwritten letter to President Biden from a Russian prison pleading for help. She went on CBS this morning, and then apparently the White House woke up and said, oh, maybe we should do something about all of this. WNBA superstar Brittany Griner has reached out directly to President Biden with a handwritten note asking him not to forget her while she's being held in Russia. Griner is scheduled to make another court appearance in a Moscow suburb on Thursday where Russian authorities claim that she had cannabis oil in her luggage. The U.S. says she's wrongfully detained. According to a representative, the basketball superstar tells President Biden in the letter, quote, as I sit here in a Russian prison alone with my thoughts and without the protection of my wife, my family, friends, Olympic jersey or any accomplishments, I'm terrified I might be here forever. I might be here forever. Well, now the White House has been shamed into doing something. So now they're working a deal and they're doing it. Maybe not because they actually want Brittany Griner back. They just need a victory. Because everything has gone to hell in a handbasket. If there's anybody, by the way, that's having a good day because of this recession, it is Jimmy Carter. The approval, the disapproving of the job on inflation at this point in the presidency. Joe Biden, 71% beating out Jimmy Carter in 1978. Inflation rises at the fastest pace in 40 years. And thanks to Joe, it only took 44 years 
for the degree for the gorilla to get off the back of Jimmy Carter for being the worst president in U.S. modern history. So there's your silver lining. Two thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Joining me now is my good uh, friend, former senator and former presidential candidate, Rick Santorum. Uh, uh, senator, as always, it's nice to chat with you. And Rick, I want to ask you uh, your opinion on some of the biggest news is broken over the last several days when it comes to Hunter Biden. We, we know now that Hunter Biden has basically whored out the White House and the Naval Observatory to get deals done with his father. We know that the majority of the meetings he was having with his dads were after international business trips and his business associates were in the meetings with him, including at the White House. Uh, We know that the FBI knew about this. We know that they've had a copy of this laptop since 2019. Uh, And we know that they purposely filed or decided to classify some of the information on Hunter Biden uh, as as information they said that was probably propaganda uh, or foreign Russian interference so that they could close the investigations into Hunter Biden before they even got open. And now Senator Johnson has said he has zero faith in the FBI. So we cannot trust them to get the bottom of these allegations involving Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings following these whistleblower reports that claim that they purposely buried, quote, verified and verifiable dirt about the president's business dealings, specifically with his uncle, Jim Biden, and with Joe Biden. You're your former senator. You look at this. How did we get to the point where now the FBI is able to hide information like this and still not be held accountable? I, I'm truly shocked. Are you? Well, uh, it is shocking. Uh, the uh, the fact that the FBI uh, has done these things is shocking. But look at what the FBI did uh, under Jim Comey and uh, how they treated, frankly, even the Hillary Clinton situation to the, the obviously the Russia Russia situation, uh, all of which was deplorable behavior. And you know we have to remember, uh, and, and people have short memories that. You know, the FBI under J. Edgar Hoover did a lot of things that were, were uh, not, you know, may, maybe some you agreed with. But the bottom line is they, they had their, they, unfortunately, with that kind of power, you get leaders who have their own agenda. And they can use the, uh, the you know, the very good people. And most of the people at the FBI are terrific people and servants, uh, but they use the power to accomplish their own goals. And I think that's what we're seeing here. And it's, and it's tragic. Uh, because at a time when the country is very divided, you you would think uh, that you could rely on uh, our institutions of justice to to be that blind uh, person with the in the sense that you know the, the 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 scales balanced and and not look at the politics and not have their own personal agenda or political agenda, but that doesn't seem to be what's going on here. And uh, to see the uh, for a generous term, kid gloves being played uh, to with uh, with Hunter Biden and the sledgehammer that has been leveled against the Republicans who are uh, who who have been under investigation just 
further infuriates and creates distrust, infuriates conservatives, but also creates distrust in our institutions uh, that they are going to be, uh, that justice is going to be blind and, and going to be meted out in a fair way and the rule of law actually matters. All those things are now um, being thrown under the bus by, uh, by really rogues in the, in the Justice Department doing political biddings. Let's talk about, and you knew some of these people, uh, I, you and I had a debate, uh, many of them, when we both uh, were conservative commentators over at CNN. Uh, I, I want to take you back to right when this laptop came out, right before the 2020 elections, and it was very clear that the media's preferred candidate was obviously Joe Biden, and it was the preferred candidate of what I would now refer to as the American intelligence oligarchy. You had 50 plus senior U.S. intelligence professor, professionals who signed a letter claiming that the laptop's contents were, quote, Russian disinformation. That's their own word, Senator. And they wanted to stop Donald Trump from sending out tweets about it. They wanted it to be classified as uh, misinformation, so it would be shut down online. That's exactly what happened. But you had the U.S. spy chiefs who signed this infamously misleading letter. And, and I wouldn't even say it was misleading. It's a straight-up lie. This included the top levels of our intelligence community. It had John Brennan. It had Leon Panetta. had Michael Hayden. had James Clapper. And they all said to the American people that this laptop had to be Russian disinformation and, and everybody's sitting there, the top levels of our government, you know, in, in, in spying and everything else and investigative work, they all sign this. Is that not now a part of this conspiracy, this criminal conspiracy that the top level people knew and they knew they had to know that this was real because they were the ones involved in protecting America from adult children of any leader in this country being used as political leverage against the United States of America. They had to know it was authentic. They have people that they employed that their entire job is to look at information like this and decipher what is real and what is not real. And yet 50 of them came out to sway the election and said, no, 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 this is misinformation. And they all signed their name to it knowing they were lying to the American people. Well, let me let me just say, as far as any kind of criminal criminal charges, none of these people were in office. I mean, these are all former intel people. No, no, I, I'm not saying they were. Really, I, I, let me let me rephrase that because I, I want to make clear. I'm talking about the Biden crime family when I say this criminal activity. But these individuals clearly were in and around the White House at the time when when Hunter Biden was involved in so much of this. I mean, they had to have known what was going on. When this when, when this was happening, they can't say they didn't know it. I, the, they were I, in charge. Here, yes. So so here's here's what I, I you know we were at CNN together and we talked to a lot of these people in the green room and and actually debated them on 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 air. The reality is, and you know this, Ben, they believed Donald Trump was a threat to our republic, and that they were willing, as you see from that letter. They were willing to lie to the American public about uh, Hunter Biden and, and, and all of these stories in order to stop Donald Trump from being elected. They saw him as an existential threat. I mean, they said this to you. I'm sure they said it to you. They said it to me. Yes, they, they saw did. Donald Trump as someone who should not be in the White House, must be gotten out of the White House. And it doesn't matter at what cost. 
we, you know, in, in, in fact, they're willing to lie and put their reputations at risk because that was, in, my, in their mind, this was a, an heroic act for them to, to, to stop Trump. And unfortunately, there's still people who believe that. And so they're not, they're not coming out saying, gee, you know, we made a mistake and, you know, we didn't know all this stuff. You're right, Ben. They did know all that stuff. They, they, they're not going to admit a mistake because they knew what they were doing when they did it. And they realized and, and, and they rationalized it that they were doing a greater good to the to the republic by getting rid of Donald Trump. You know, what the issues, I think, is is even more now. You got to keep it simple, stupid, as I put it. And you got to understand we have a huge gift from the Democrats because very yeah. quickly we've seen what they can do to destroy a country. And remember, the weaker we are, the more powerful they become, which is their entire plan. Look at what they've done uh, with inflation. Look at what they've done with the economy. Look at what they've done with taking away our rights. Uh, and I think that's something that's going to be so important at CPAC Texas to talk about those. And it brings up another issue. Victor Orban, who you and I sat with, who, who we had a great conversation with him uh, over in, in Budapest. There are people that are criticizing Hello. him coming to America. And they are criticizing uh, him coming yeah. to CPAC. I think it's important that we have grand debates. I think it's important to hear from other leaders from around the world and to hear about the things they've done well and things that they wish maybe they would have done differently. And I hear people that want to take a, a shot and they want to attack conservatives for listening to others. I mean, you look at just the wealth of information from when you and I went over and spoke in Hungary. And one of the things that I think was so interesting was to hear about what their world looks like in the reality of being dependent on Russian oil, being dependent on Russian gas. These are things that are so important that people don't understand. If you're in that part of the world, you're landlocked. And if America isn't producing oil and gas, then we got to get it from somewhere. And where are we going to get it from? We're going to have to get it from Vladimir Putin until you guys figure out something else that can work better than that. I want to get your thoughts on having a foreign leader come in and talk in this country, someone who may have a different uh, government than we have, but has different insights in that part of the world. And specifically, when you're neighboring Russia, why are people yeah. freaking out over having a foreign leader come and talk about how they do things somewhere else? Yeah. First off, Viktor Orban is the leading conservative voice, elected conservative voice uh, in Europe. Uh, it was right for CPAC to go to Hungary. And you and I were there and, and I met with Viktor Orban, spoke with him. Uh, Viktor Orban is in, a, is in a very, he borders Ukraine. Almost all of his energy he gets from Russia or through Ukraine. And, and the idea that we're going to hold him to the standard that, well, uh, that, that, uh, that, they shouldn't have any relationship with someone who provides all the almost all of the energy for their country is ridiculous. He can't commit suicide for for his nation uh, by cutting off uh, fuel. He's also landlocked, so unlike all these other countries that can get LNG shipped in, he has no way to get LNG into his countries. Just uh, recently, got to take a trip. It was a, a, an amazing trip to uh, Budapest, to Hungary. Uh, to speak at CPAC Hungary. And we also uh, had uh, a, a very uh, interesting opportunity to sit down with, with Viktor Orban, who is the prime minister of that country. Now, 
I always love moments like that because you get to talk to individuals that have a very different world perspective and a worldview. Uh, and I think one of the things that we do in this country, and it frustrates me many times, is we try to assume that every other country should act like we act or has the ability to act like we act in America. And that is not always the case. Uh, you look at where Hungary is as a country. You look at how uh, their country was affected during uh, the world wars and who has been able to occupy their com country. Very different uh, in where they are in the world compared to where America is. You look at when it comes to domestic issues like oil and gas. They are landlocked, and they very much are dependent on oil and gas, unfortunately, from Russia, which means they are going to end up being different and acting different than we would because they are, in many ways, held hostage by Russia, just like Europe is right now uh, because of what's going on with oil and gas. Uh, Senator, I, I wanted to get your perspective because you and I sat down with him, and I, I didn't for a moment... Uh, think that he was going to have the same worldview or the same thoughts and everything as I do or you do. Uh, their country and their government is different than our country uh, and our government. But this is a guy that's a hardcore, uh, I would say, conservative in that part of the world where it's very hard to be a conservative uh, in that part of the world. And he's a guy that understands how important it is to you know, be energy independent. He understands uh, what it's like to deal with Russia on a daily basis. Ukraine is, is, is a, a border neighboring uh, place. And then we find out he's coming to America to speak at CPAC. And the left just totally loses their mind and goes insane, saying, how can you have this guy over and why would you ever listen to this foreign leader? And, and I want to get your take on that. I think it's important to have a grand debate and listen to people that maybe you don't agree with everything they agree believe in and vice versa. But it doesn't mean that you don't listen to what they have to say. You're, you're absolutely right. And you, you set it up you know, perfectly. The reality is that Hungary is uh, in a very precarious neighborhood. They border Ukraine. Uh, they have lots of immigration press pressure coming from the Middle East up in through Hungary. So immigration is a very big issue in Hungary. Uh, he got into uh, uh, the left went crazy in a speech he gave in Romania, uh, I think it was last week, uh, and uh, you know, claimed that he was a racist and claimed that he was all, of course, they call all of us racist because we wanted to have a secure southern border. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt when the left you know, charges you as a racist because you want to protect your border. And, and in a sense, that's what, what Orban said. I mean, that's one of the things we talked, you talked about energy, but the other big thing is immigration. And, and what Orban has said consistently, repeated and reiterated, not just in Romania, but in Austria uh, shortly thereafter, that Hungarian culture is threatened by people coming from the South, particularly Muslims who are coming and, uh, seek not to integrate into Hungarian culture, but to set up a separate culture. And we and, and he points to uh, accurately what's happening in England, what's happening, excuse me, in the UK, what's happening in France, what's happening in Germany. And he says, I don't want that to happen to my country. I mean, we're, they're a small country. They're a country that uh, is, is further south than any of those countries I, measured, I mentioned and have a lot more pressure on their border than, uh, than those other countries. And they, they want to maintain their culture, Western civilization, the Judeo-Christian principles that undergird it. And to, to say that, uh, people claim you're a racist. No, he's not a racist. I mean, we, I have complaints, as you I know, about the concern about what's coming across the southern border. But it's not a concern that Mexicans and, and Guatemalans and Hondurans 
are not part of Western civilization. They're not Judeo-Christian in their ethic. They are. Uh, there are all sorts of other reasons, you know, drugs and crime and a whole host of other things that we have to be concerned about, as well as just the sheer number. But, but they have a fundamentally different threat. And to, for us to, to sort of play uh, that they're, all they're doing is, is, is sort of uh, playing a racist game uh, because they, they, you know, they hate Jews and Muslims. Nothing could be farther than the truth. What they want uh, is a, a country that its civilization can be maintained and their culture can be maintained. And this, this as we know, because we had this conversation then, there's probably never been a regime in, in Hungary that's been more favorable to Jews than this regime. So the idea that this is not an open and welcoming regime to Judeo the, the Judeo-Christian worldview is simply false. You know, you mentioned you know, having a secure border, and when you and I were in favor of a secure border, what did they say? They said that you know we we are racist. When when we're Donald racist. Trump, yeah, when Donald Trump advocated for the border wall, they 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 compared him to Nazis. The Biden administration yep. came out this past week. The Biden administration has quietly just approved the construction of the Trump wall of the U.S.-Mexico border wall near Yuma, uh, Arizona. And Joe Biden had previously admonished Donald Trump over that wall and his immigration policies, saying that they were racist. And, 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 and he even said, not another foot. Remember, that was his campaign line. Not another foot of this yeah. wall. And now Joe Biden, uh, whose his entire mantra throughout the 2020 presidential campaign regarding the construction of this U.S.-Mexico border wall is it's a racist wall, it's a bigoted wall, and we're a welcome and open country. But then he says we have a secure border. Well, now they have plans that they filed for four major gaps in the wall that are there right now to be filled to stop the busiest corridors of illegal immigration crossings. So I guess now Joe Biden's saying, I'm a racist, Right. Yeah, well, this is where reality meets, uh, you know, Trump's ideology and, and their ideology and pure politics, uh, which is what Biden was all about. Biden, Joe Biden was never against the wall. I served with Joe Biden in the United States Senate. He understood, just like all of us understood, that wall was a part of an integrated border security network and that there were, there were certainly important gaps in that wall. And we all admitted that until politics trumped reason. And now he is confronted with the fact that he has a disaster at the border that is hurting not just Americans and, 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 and communities that are being flooded with illegal immigrants, but frankly hurting the illegal immigrants themselves who are being trafficked and, and, and drugged and a whole host of other problems that are associated with, with what's going on down there. Lastly, I want to ask you, I, I am getting to that point, and you and I talked about this, and I, I just want a 20-second a, a, a answer. I am at the point now where I don't care about name calling and I and I hope to inspire others to vote for what you believe in, stand up for what you believe in. And if they're calling you a bad name, it probably means you're doing something right at this point, especially if it's coming from the left and the media. Are you in the same camp now? You play to win and forget trying to, quote, get along and make everybody kumbaya and feel good because it doesn't work anymore. The one thing that I give Donald, credit, Donald Trump tremendous credit and, and am eternally grateful to that he showed that the, the absolute hypocrisy uh, of, of, the, of the Democrat media, and he showed that you can stand up to them and fight against them and not, not get, not get uh, assassinated in the process. In other words, not get killed politically in the process. Uh, more Republicans need to understand what Trump did. The, le the, the mainstream media is part of the Democratic Party, and don't treat them with any deference because they deserve no respect.
It's time to win and stop trying to get along. I'm just tired of this kumbaya. It's win. When you win, you do what you want to do. Senator, I appreciate your time. Thanks for sticking around for an extra segment there. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon, my friend. My pleasure. God bless. Bye-bye. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk of experiencing a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like your electric blanket, your microwave, your RV, air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The most interesting thing about this Hunter Biden story is almost any other news, even if it's bad news, is somehow good news for this White House. You know, I think the strategy now is let's get him indicted. Let's get him a deal. Let me pardon him and then maybe I won't run for reelection. Let's seal all the documents so none of the stuff can be seen. Because the, even the economy right now, which is just hammering everyday Americans to the point we're locking up spam at grocery stores and CV, you know, and, and, and Dwayne Reed, you know, pharmacies, spam, folks, spam is being locked up. The Democrats are trying to make you believe that this $739 billion deal is somehow not putting any burden on taxpayers, even though it's costing you $739 billion dollars. Joe Manchin on Say the Union this morning saying, uh, you know, and about Chuck Schumer striking this deal, you know, and will it pass? He says, oh, this is this isn't putting a burden on you, the taxpayers, whatsoever. So seven hundred and thirty nine billion in new spending is not a burden to taxpayers right now when we're already dealing with massive inflation and food costs through the roof and gas prices through the roof. And listen to this B.S. spend from D.C. Analysis that found that your bill, quote, would very slightly increase inflation until 2024 and decrease inflation thereafter, unquote. Senate Republicans also released a new Joint Committee on Taxation Analysis yesterday showing that in the short term, your bill would actually result in a small increase in federal taxes for Americans. Like I said, short term, but still. What evidence do you have that this bill will reduce inflation and will not increase taxes? Chuck, first of all, I respectfully disagree uh, with uh, the people from Penn Wharton. They've been, they're wonderful people. We've worked with them tremendously. We just have a disagreement on this. But, you know, there were 17 Nobel laureates who said that inflation was going to be uh, dis- uh, discretionary. It wasn't going to happen, okay? It wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be uh, permanent. Well, we found out they were wrong. And people can be wrong, but how in the world can it be inflammatory? How can it add flames to the inflation fires right now if you're paying down debt? You're increasing more production from fossil industry and, and energy, and we're doing it cleaner anywhere in the world. We'll be energy independent. We're making our batteries for our cars to be here made in America before you get any credits whatsoever. We're doing everything we can to make sure we attack the problem. And these are solutions to the problems we have. So I know everyone's playing politics with it. This is not a green deal. It's not a Republican deal. It's not a Democrat deal. It is a red, white, and blue deal. And this is what the American people want, solutions and a balanced energy approach. By, by the way, th- this is a lie. It's not a, it, it, it's not a Republican deal. Republicans aren't jumping all over this, Joe. Why do you think your vote was so important? Why do you think they're interviewing right now? Because it's a Democratic deal. And everybody knows it's a bad Democratic deal. And the idea that every American's in favor of this is also just flat out a lie. Not every American's in favor of this. The majority of Americans are not in favor of massive government spending and massive government programs. That is a lie. But to sit there and go, oh, I disagree 
with what they're saying. And I, and by the way, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they disagree. And I understand why he's going to say that they disagree. Why wouldn't you say that at this point? Right? Why, why wouldn't you say that we all disagree? Because who's going to challenge you? It's a one-time question. You sit there. No one calls you out on the BS. And everybody just listens to you like it's some state-of-the-art brilliance that's coming out of your mouth, even though it is verifiable that what you're saying is a lie. When they sit there and they say, oh, well, you know, they have it. it's not actually true that this, that this is going to be inflationary. 700 plus billion in new spending to say that that's not going to have a major impact on inflation is stupid. And yet he says it and no one challenges him on it, including Jake Tapper, who's sitting there just lapping this up like a lapdog. Right. He asks the question. Now let the senator go. We've got a great deal that all these Americans are in favor of. This is a red, white and blue thing. I don't even know what that means. When he says it's a red, white, and blue thing, how is this bill of $739 billion in new spending, we're going to have to borrow money to get this deal. How is that a, quote, red, white, and blue bill? And since when did red, white, and blue become a, a reason for passing a massive spending bill? Can, 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 we, can we also talk about that? Somebody tell me that. Somebody explain that to me. 1-800-474-9732. 1-800-474-9732. Listen to more here of Joe Manchin and this lie. Approach. I know there are individuals like former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers who say they do not think this is going to be inflammatory. They do not think it's going to cause inflation. But do you have evidence? Are there studies about this bill that say that it will not about cause inflation to go up? By the way, of course, there's not studies on this bill because they just put this bill together. And that's something that, again, Jake Tapper knows, right? Jake, Jake Tapper's not an idiot, okay? Jake Tapper knows there's no studies on this that say what he just implied. And, of course, he's going to let the, you know, and if there is a study, how can you study a bill when you don't even know what's in the bill, right? To quote Nate Spocey, we won't know what's in the bill until we pass the bill. Well, that is, the, that is, that is a quintessential uh, storyline for Democrats since they came out and said that with Obamacare, right? We won't know what's in the bill until we pass the bill. That's how they've been running the government ever since that day because they realize, hey, it works. We can say whatever we want to say and we can just lie to people and we can tell them things that aren't true and we never, ever have to back it up. So we can just make it up as we go. We looked at everything humanly possible and had everyone cross-sectioning this. But basically what we did is we said, okay, the, the tax rate was 35% in 2017, Chuck. It went to Jake. 21%, a 14% reduction. Jake, I'm sorry. No problem. It went to 14%, Jake. I know, he's your friend. 14% uh, reduction. And everyone thought, well, that's tremendous. They were tickled to death at 21%, okay? Well, they got to 21%, and we I never knew there were people basically not paying any taxes. Most of the people in West Virginia, all corporations pay at least 21 or more and around the country. So don't you think they ought to at least pay the 15% minimum when we already gave them a 14% reduction? That's all we've talked about. So we never raised any taxes. We're just saying close the loopholes and collect the taxes that are owed. 
to the Treasury and the United States people. Isn't it amazing how we can just redefine everything? The Democratic Party can't even tell you what a woman is, but now they can just decide what is or isn't a loophole, and then while they're raising your taxes, they can look at you straight in the face and tell you why they're raising your taxes, that they're not raising your taxes, they're just closing a loophole, which is raising your taxes. If your tax rate almost doubles or more than doubles, are your taxes going up? The answer is yes. Right? If I'm having to pay... 30 plus percent, and last year was in the 15 percent. Did my taxes go up? Yes. Is that, is that a tax increase? Yes, that is a tax increase. And anyone that tells you that it's not a tax increase is a liar. Okay, that's a tax increase. And now they try to sit there and they try to look at you and go, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. This isn't a tax increase. Right, you need to calm down. This is not a tax increase at all. This isn't even close to a tax increase. Don't you understand what this is just us, you know, we're just closing a loophole by raising taxes? That was the argument that they just made. We're just closing loopholes, which is raising taxes. So are you raising taxes? No. Well, the taxes are going to go up. No, well, we're just raising the taxes through closing the loophole. So anything anything now that you want to raise taxes on, you just say it's a loophole. And apparently the American people are dumb enough to go along with this and go, okay, sounds good. Okay, works for me. Okay, yeah, well, let's, just, let's just do it. But think about this economy for a second. If you are raising taxes in this economy, are you not trying to destroy this country in the process? Right? I mean, I mean really, are you not trying to destroy this country in the process? People are hurting right now. New York Post had their front their, their their front page, and it was the word recession, a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and in, industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by a fall in GDP in two consecutive quarters. The country is in the depths of a recession, quote unquote. The word you're looking for, though, they said, the U.S. economy shrank by 0.9% in the second quarter after a one plus percent fall drop in the first three months of the year, 1.6% to be exact, despite being the literal definition of the word recession, President Biden and the White House and everybody else around them says, no, we're not in a recession. This is not what a recession is. No, we're not in a recession. Just say it over and over again. And I guess everyone has to believe you. You just keep telling them it's not a recession. Then I guess people say, okay, it's not a recession. When you don't have to define what a man is and you don't have to define what a woman is, why do you have to define what a, why, why can't you redefine what a, what a recession is? The literal word is exactly what we're dealing with right now. Are we in a recession right now? Yes, we are. They know it. The media knows it. Everybody else knows it. But hey, I'll take a recession story if I'm Biden over a Hunter Biden story right now, right? I'll take a recession story right now happily all day long over what my family has done and what they're getting busted doing. Make sure, by the way, that you share this podcast with your family and friends. Hit that little forward arrow and text it or put it on social media. While the media does everything it can to try to shut you down, silence us, and make sure no one knows what's really happening. Also, hit that auto-download or subscribe button so you get this podcast each and every day for free. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.
Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.